But the dry bar is doing, they have a set price. Right. And if you're going over 45 minutes, mm -hmm. you're eating into their profits. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I want more hairstylists and barbers mm -hmm. who work for themselves, who are business owners, yes. to get that concept. Yes. It's not about a rushed service, but it's about profit margin. At the end of the day, this is a business. Yes. Building wealth has a lot more twists and turns when you're a business owner. Welcome to the Money Savvy CEO Podcast, where we talk about entrepreneurship, money, taxes, and investing. I'm your host, Jen Druby, the hair-obsessed serial entrepreneur, tax specialist, and financial coach. Now let's jump right on in. Welcome to another episode of Money Savvy CEO. I'm your host, Jen Druby, and I'm here with Kamari Aliyah from Dream Up by K. Yes in Salon, located in Atlanta, Maryland. How are you doing today? Good, how are you? I'm doing well, thank you. I'm so glad you're here with me today. I know, I'm excited. <laughs> so, I know that you specialize in curly hair. Yes. Curly and color, right? Yes. So, tell me a little bit about why you chose curly hair and color as your specialty. I chose curly hair because I want women to feel, girls, women, everyone, um, even guys too. I want everyone to feel just great about their natural hair. I come across a lot of clients that do not feel comfortable in their curls, mm -hmm. uh, especially the 4C girls. Oh yeah. Like my 4C girls are just like not having it. They want to straighten, they want to relax, or they just feel frustrated. They don't know what to do with it. Um, and of course, Nowadays, everyone has resulted to wigs and um, lace fronts and, you know, closures, that whole thing to kind of cover it up to get, I guess, the ideal look mm -hmm. of what society says now. Yeah. Um, and it's unfortunate. It's mm -hmm. very unfortunate. Um, so a lot of terms and derogatory terms that I feel like in the African-American community, I don't use or I don't feel comfortable with. So like nappy hair or bad hair or, you know, that sort of thing. I don't, um, I don't associate it with curly hair at yeah. all. So you don't use those words. No, I feel like all hair is good hair. Yeah. I don't feel like there is bad hair or quote unquote nappy hair or, you know, it's, mm -hmm. I don't feel like that at all. I love 4C texture. I love the tightest curl texture is the best texture in my opinion. What? Yes. I love that. And I love that as a hairstylist, yeah. you are saying that boldly. Yes. Because I do feel that some women with that 4C hair yes. feel intimidated or even shy to go to a salon because of their texture. Yes. And to hear that you're like, oh yeah, bring it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. I think that's awesome. Yes. <laughs> and color I chose also because um, color's fun. Mm -hmm. Color's fun, color's vibrant, color is color. And I just love that. And I also, so usually I try and um, convince my clients to get both. Like, you got curls? Okay, you can go get some color down the line too. And it's not in a like damaging hair way, it's more so in a, you can still have your curls and have fun too. Mm -hmm. And you know, your hair can still be popping. Like yeah. your curls can still be popping, everything can still be popping, nothing has to be damaged, nothing has to be, you know, um, quote unquote heat damaged or damaged from color. I feel like 
Um, I'm, it's not too many, or I don't see a lot of hairstylists focusing on the health of the hair. Mm -hmm. I feel like it's more so of the cover-up, like, you know, um, let me install this weave right quick, or let me put on a wig, you know, put you in a wig, or cover, you know, your natural hair, and I don't believe in that. So that's the second time you mentioned wigs yes. and, and cover-ups. Yes. So are you against? I'm not against it, but I'm also not quickly for it. Okay. So wigs is okay. Weave is okay. I'm never saying that it's not okay. But I see more in our society that that's just the first go-to. Like, mm -hmm. let's cover it up. Let's give you another look. And it's like, no, but my curly hair is popping too. Like, you know? Yeah. like, And I feel like we don't embrace that enough. Like, what we were born with. And, you know, I get all the time, ever since I even started being a hairstylist, even before, that a lot of people would kill for my curl pattern. And they mean that literally. Like, there are countries, there are other places that, you know, would die to get this type of hair, meaning, mm -hmm. like, you know, cut it off or, um, you know, try and get it from overseas. And that's why we get, you know, a lot of kinky, curly weaves and wigs and stuff because people want the texture that I have. So... It took me a long time to really embrace my hair as well, um, especially the curl pattern because the curl pattern that I have is more like a 2A in the front, <laughs> and then the back is given more like 3B, 3C. Yeah, I'm, I'm noticing you've got some different curl patterns going on, and yeah. you do have some beautiful curls. Thank you. So when you, when you style curly hair, yes. are you straightening it, or what are you doing to 4C hair? 4C hair, um, a lot of my clients, they want it straightened. Mm -hmm. And then a lot of my clients um, want like the protective styles still with their curly hair. So I'll, I still get the girls that want a flat twist okay. or maybe like um, a cutesy, uh, it was a, like a braid design I did the other day. It was uh, like twists and braids in the front and then like the rest of the hair out in the back. It was real cute. Okay. Um, so something like that. Um, I try and convince people or, you know, like, let me just play with your curls or, you know, you got to come in. and Or if they come in for a special, like, silk press or something like that, I'm like, okay, you got to come back so I can style your curly hair. <laughs> so you <laughs> can see what your curly hair can do. Yeah. So I try and do that type of thing. Okay. Now, what's your cur best or your favorite curly product, curly hair product? Right now, because I feel like hairstylist is always changing. Uh, it is. <laughs> I'm going to go with Olaplex. Olaplex. I'm going to go with Olaplex Bond Smoother number six, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. Okay, that does sound really complex. you got to break that down for me. <laughs> what is that? <laughs> Olaplex. <laughs> the product itself is vegan. Uh, the whole line is vegan. Uh, it's a salon brand. They sell it retail for... a. Um, course it's very expensive uh, retail um, but it's an overall brand of building bonds and making sure everything is uh, stabilized more mm. so um, keeping your hair hydrated moisturized all in one product to say okay um, so what I named was the leave-in conditioner mm -hmm. and I use it on all of my clients Wow all of my clients. <laughs> Every client that I have, I use it with. I use it on, and it's it works perfectly fine. And okay. nothing's too heavy. Nothing's too you know. Um, you rarely feel it, but it does enough for the curl pattern to whether if it's curly or straight, it works. Okay. 
So that's why I like it because you can kind of manipulate and kind of use it for different things mm -hmm. and you don't have to add too much with it either. I was just about to ask that, do you have to use a lot with it? Because with curly hair, I feel like it's all about product. Yeah. And so you're saying with this, you don't have to use much more. No, you don't. Oh, that's awesome. Honestly, I can, you can use it after you shampoo and condition. Mm -hmm. You can use it as a leave-in conditioner and like a curl styler too. Oh wow. So I like that. The less product the better. Mm -hmm. um, so I've finally, I'm finally at a point where I chose a brand to stick by. Okay. And like a one type of, you know, one brand band type thing. <laughs> because you know, as a hairstylist, I feel like we're always dibbling dabbling and but uh, the further you go in your career, I feel like eventually, you know, you just, you try and find what works and you stick with it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You know, it's funny, so when you say that, like one, one what is it, one brand band? One I brand love that. band. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, and it's true, hairstylists yes. do like to dibble and dabble. I know that. I'm yes. not a hairstylist, but I've been around enough to know. Yes. It's like always the newest thing. Mm -hmm. So I'm really surprised that so early in your career, because you've only been doing this nine years. Nine years. And that you have a specialty. Because I'm telling you, I work with hairstylists, and I have to like twist their arm <laughs> to tell them, like, hey, you have to choose a specialty. Yes. So... How did you like realize? Did you come to that conclusion on your own? Like, what what made you say, "I'm specializing in curls and color"? Um. So it's well, after I graduated high school, 2014, um, I decided to go natural. That's when I decided to go natural, and I was very I'm a very curious person in general. So I was very curious about my natural curl pattern, mm -hmm. um, how it was when I was younger. I've never seen it since I was probably like. I don't know, seven years old. So I've, I've had relaxers majority of my life, um, mm -hmm. you know, until I, I got to an age where it was up to me to do my own hair. So I did that and I was liking it. I was loving it. Um, my sister was already laxed, my aunt. She already um, went natural and then my sister went natural and then I, it was kind of like I'm the last one to do it. <laughs> so I was like, okay, fine, let's, let's go, let's do it. Um, and it was just, it was a beautiful transition. I didn't do like the big chop. big chop, no. I oh, wow. I don't feel like I look good with short hair. That's okay. just my opinion. Um, but the curls were definitely coming in and I was just, I was loving everything about it. So um, that's, that's when you said to yourself, I'm only gonna do, cause you, own, not only, but that's Not like only, your... but yes. Um, my father helped me a lot. Tell me about that. Um, <laughs> because that was not what I was expecting. <laughs> uh, so when I was in high school, I was living with my father. It was just me and him. And uh, he kind of pushed me to do the cosmetology program at my high school. Mm. And because he knew I'm very artsy. Okay. So I'm, I'm very creative. I was like doing my makeup every day, mm -hmm. playing in my hair all day. So he... He knew I was into that type of thing, so he um, we moved to Virginia for that, for my high school. And because my high school has the tech program, kind of like the, um, you know, they have, what do they have? They have like cosmetology, culinary arts, um, everything within that high school. Like I didn't have to go anywhere. I oh, wow. Take it as a class. So it takes two years, and I did it my junior year. I started my junior year, finished my senior year. And so when that when you do it in high school, yes. 
you're in beauty school like tell me about that you, yes you don't have to go to cosmetology school you don't, that is the cosmetology school so they have they cut it off they separate um it may be like towards the back of the high school okay but it's literally a whole nother section just for the programs like the tech programs like there's a culinary arts classroom there's a cosmetology classroom there is uh what do they call veterinarian for the pets and the dogs oh wow mm-hmm. what so that's all like back there in the back like towards the back of the school what school is this thomas edison oh i heard that school is amazing yes so that's where i graduated from Wow. Okay. And so your dad saw that you were really artsy and encouraged you to do cosmetology. Yes. So he pushed me to do the cosmetology program and I did. I loved it. I loved my first day in there. Everything about it was great. And they have the classroom portion, which is, of course, the theory. And then they have the salon portion also, which is practical. So there's salon chairs in there and the salon sinks, you know, just like you're in a real salon. Okay. And so after you're done with that... You take the state exam. Yes. And what was your first job in hair after that? So my first job after that, I worked with this lady in King. Is it King Street? It's like on King Street in Old Town, Alexandria. Okay. Mm-hmm. I worked for her for some time, and I started off doing Brazilian blowouts. Mm. Uh, she taught me the keratin and the Brazilian blowouts. Um, so it w- I wasn't doing curly hair in the beginning it was more so kind of like slight wave straight hair okay for the most part everyone was getting brazilian blowouts at that time that Mm -hmm. was the big thing i remember when that was really big yeah (laughs) so i was doing that helping her i was her assistant and then from then my actual uh i guess full-time hairstylist job i worked for dry bar oh tell me about that experience time dry bar was an interesting experience okay. um i did learn how to do blowouts of course i learned the round brush and um it was a good experience with my co-workers i still talk to one of my co-workers to this day she's like my fourth mom like oh. love her okay um but dry bar is it, it taught me that time management is like a thing, <laughs> and you have, because they do forty-five minute blowouts and that's it. You have to, no matter how curly your hair is, no matter how um, how much hair you have, you have to be out there in forty-five. Like you have to get your client out in forty-five minutes. Wait a minute. That's what they pride themselves on. So, are you timed? I get most like I mean, from your manager, it's not like you have like a timer in front of you, but your manager, you know, will kind of like kind of see that you've been over time or your class is in there for some time so mm-hmm. yeah they kind of push you to get the 45 minutes in so I I, I mean I, I didn't know that yes <clears throat> but I love it yes and I love it because <laughs> you know how typical you know the, the the thought of black hair salons yes you're going to be in there all day yes and oh that's just such a bad business model <laughs> I mean, it really is. It is. It is. Because what the dry bar is doing, they have a set price. Right. And if you're going over 45 minutes, mm-hmm. you're eating into their profits. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I want more hairstylists and barbers mm-hmm. who work for themselves, who are business owners, yes. to get that concept. Yes. It's not about a rushed service, but it's about profit margin. At the end of the day, this is a business. Yes. 
And oh, I'm just so glad you had that experience, though. Yeah, it it was it was a handful. <laughs> it was it was a handful. But do you think you took some of that? Well, you just did. You said you took that. I did. Okay. I did. So are you constantly timing yourself, or at least more? aware of how much time your client is with you? I think now I'm more aware of my time. I'm trying to still to this day, I'm still trying to, you know, work quicker and um but still precise, still efficient, still making sure that things are rushed but in the same thing in the same time um trying to uh work a little smarter. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. I love that. <laughs> I know yeah. I'm like I'm so happy and I'm smiling because I just don't meet people who know this already. <laughs> I'm I'm normally teaching this stuff. Yeah. But hearing it from you, I'm just like, oh my gosh, no wonder you're doing so well. Yeah. Because <laughs> I'm okay. No, no, no. I'm telling you. You are doing very well. Because here's the thing. Your clients don't want to be in your chair all day. Right. They have things to do. Exactly. And again, that's from their perspective. Yeah. You shouldn't want them in your chair all day either. Right. <laughs> because, again, it's eating into your profit margins. Yeah. Your timing and your price mm -hmm. and your products, mm -hmm. all of that together is what is going to, you know, come out with either, you know, a high profit margin mm -hmm. or a lower profit margin. Yes. And a lot of people don't understand that. So I just love that you had that experience. So did you go from dry bar to your own salon? So I went from Dry Bar to, I used to work at, uh, after Dry Bar, it was Blow. Okay, yeah, I've heard of that. Blow, Blow Dry Bar. Um, I worked at the DuPont location okay. in D.C. And then right when COVID came around, that's when they closed. Oh, they closed? Like they, the business is not even The open. business is not even there. Like at first, um, we just, you know, we weren't coming for some time and then... Uh, I think they made a decision to just close it. Now, was it just that location or? I'm not sure. I haven't looked into other locations. Wow. But I believe it was, I believe the business is just closed. It might be just that location. I'm not really sure. How'd that make you feel? Closing, <laughs> like a salon closing. Not yeah, like for I'm, a little bit. A little defeated, you know. Yeah. Um, I was a bit upset. Um it's my profession, you know, it's what I love to do. So to try and alternate going to retail and going to, you know, other jobs is just weird to me. Yeah. But it's something that has to be, you know, done. Um, but that also plays in a part of money management. Like I wasn't managing my money to where, you know, like six months down the line, I could have still been okay. Mm-hmm. Um, instead of having to immediately go find another job. Yeah, yeah. So tell me about that. So money management. So with the salons you were working at, were you commissioned or was it employee? How was it set up? So it was employee um, based. So we were uh, paid by the hour. Okay. So um, I believe my starting rate was 16. 16, okay. I think okay. it was about 16 an hour. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, plus tips. Right. Um, and... And so with that, I know you mentioned having like a rainy day fund. Yes. Um, are you now, since COVID, I feel like everyone's money habits 
having either changed or yeah. at least were more aware. Yes. So, <laughs> so how did that impact your decision to start on your own? Because now, you know, as a business owner, did you feel, okay, I could be the flow, you know, salon or kind of take me through what you were thinking when you're like, you know what, I still believe in this and I'm going for it. I'm just starting my own. I think, um, I just feel like I always had that mindset. Um, I just love hair. I love hair that much to where I, you know, I wasn't thinking business. I was just thinking more so, this is what I love to do. So mm -hmm. I'm going to do it. Okay. Um, I think it took a while for, um, I think my family to get used to me being just like the hairstylist like of the family. Um, like I'm, you know, like that's just what I want to do. I don't want to do nothing else. I want to do hair. Um, so I think that mindset, and then also um, I got an opportunity. My stepmother helped me um, get an opportunity currently that I work at now, okay. which is uh, the salon in Lanham. Mm -hmm. And um, it's, I, to me, it's like I'm right back. You know, like where I'm at, I don't feel like I was behind or I don't feel like, you know, left out. I feel okay. like, you know, like I'm back in my element. Okay. So is the salon right now, is it a booth rental setup? So it is commission based. Okay. And um, of course, plus tips. So we receive the tips and then the product sales. Okay. Now, is this your first time doing commission setup? This is my first time doing commission setup. Oh, so tell me, how do you like it? It's risky. <laughs> Um, I'm going to be honest, I did not think I would be doing as well as I'm doing now. Okay, that's good. Because it's only my, I think this upcoming week will be my fourth week. Okay. So, uh, so far, in the the first week I had maybe like one person a day, mm -hmm. and then now I'm like at two, three people a day. Okay. So, I just, you know, I hope it builds from there, but I love all my clients. Okay. So, and so not. <clears throat> so, are you doing hair on the side as well? Or? I am. I do house calls. Okay. So the salon is closed Sundays and Mondays. Okay. Um, and those are technically quote unquote Mondays off. Mm -hmm. But I still take house calls. Okay. Monday, even if it's Monday off. So now, to me, it's no day off. And that the salon is not. It's not um, related to the salon that you work at. Like this is just all you on, the house calls. Uh yeah, this is solely me okay. on the house calls. Okay, gotcha. Yes. Now with commission, yes, are they still paying your taxes, um, or are they having you pay your taxes? I think I'm paying my taxes. I have to pay my taxes. Yes, because I am 1099. Oh, yeah, yeah. But it's okay because um, my dad. I have help. My dad is really um, the goat. Of this, okay. uh, I love this relationship with your daddy. <laughs> daddy, daddy is it. That is it. That is. Um, I feel like my dad is every girl's dream of a oh, dad. Like honestly, um, I wouldn't be in this position without him. Oh, I love that. Yeah. But oh, okay, so and I don't want to sound like I don't want to talk about your dad. No, it's okay. But I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to mention him a lot, though, because Good. he's my no. support system. And I want you to. Okay. <laughs> I want to get back to this commission thing. Yeah. And you being 1099. Okay. So. <laughs> <laughs> 
This is a really sensitive subject. Okay. Because a lot of hair salons mm -hmm. and barbershops, mm -hmm. I see it more so in hair salons though. Right. They will set you up as commission mm -hmm. and give you a 1099 mm -hmm. when technically you are an employee. Mm -hmm. So, do they tell you what time you have to be there? I choose my own hours. You do? I do. Okay. Do they tell you what to wear? Yes. What, as far as how detailed are we going? As far as um, the clothing. So, what, no, you, you tell me. So what are they telling you? It's just a color. A color. So all black. And do they tell you how to do the hair? No. Okay. And you have full autonomy over your products? I do. Okay. Just want to make sure. Yeah. I mean, I can go down the list, but I just want to make sure because a lot of hair salons, mm -hmm. and you know, I'm talking to hair salons out there. <laughs> if anyone is listening, be very careful. Yes. Because if you pay someone commission, there's like a checklist. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to do an episode where I go over everything yeah. that you want to make sure that you're doing if you have a commission-based salon. Okay. Because the IRS will really like take you through the ringer mm -hmm. if they find out that you're really you really have employees but you're treating them as as 1099ers right and forcing them to pay their own taxes yeah the government is really like sticklers for that yeah and they will come after the business owner yeah and they will make you pay back taxes and i have seen it done really oh absolutely Okay. So don't worry, when, when we get to that episode, <laughs> I want you to go through, make sure you're checking off that list, make yeah. sure you're really supposed to be a 1099er. Yeah. Because, independent. um... Independent. Independent. Okay, <laughs> so, independent. So you technically are, like, a business owner then. So my question to you is, how are you doing with taxes and paying those taxes? So, I don't consider myself... An official business owner yet why because I I have to I have to go through so much with the taxes that I haven't gone through yet so my like my business I, I still have to because I'm still learning okay so I have to um, I'm learning now to separate the business versus the personal yes you can't dabble into the business mix it with the personal correct um that whole sort of thing and then um learning what to write off um you know saving the receipts and making sure that <laughs> it's, it's a lot, a lot. It's, it's a lot so um you know but i'm here for it okay um, good. <laughs> I'm, I'm here for it i want to learn it because you know i i see it done like my dad's doing it so okay, um, I definitely am learning from him. So I think maybe, probably next year, around next year, um, this time around next year, I probably will be having my actual like separate business and personal, and then paying the taxes with my business. Okay. And that whole thing, but um, I do, I'm gonna follow back up with you. I yeah. <laughs> but I do have you know like the knowledge of it, like what I have to do. Okay, because so, I mean, as I, I get that you don't feel like you have a business. I but, but it's like I do, but I don't. But you do. Because it's just it's not 
you know, the way that I see it is it's not a hundred, it's not a thousand percent legit because I'm not doing the back end work also of it. I feel like I'm doing the front end work, which is doing the actual business, you know, doing the hair, doing the house calls, um, the prices, you know, having the price, have the website, uh, Instagram socials, all of that. That's cool and everything, but uh-oh, the. <laughs> Well, Money Savvy CEOs, that wraps up today's episode. For more information, head over to moneysavvyceo.com backslash podcast for today's show notes and any special offers from today's sponsors. Also, don't forget to like, rate, and subscribe so that you never miss an episode. Until next time, keep making money and keep it savvy.